let the church say amen. There's a few of us in here today. <laughs> amen, amen. It looks a lot better than what it's looked like for a whole year. So since everybody's not here in just a few, when I say let the church say amen, Amen. I need to hear y'all up in here. Amen. 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 It's just a wonderful thing to see faces again. A wonderful thing to see God turning things around. From the book of Joshua. From the book of Joshua. <clears throat> Joshua chapter 6. I'm going to read in your hearing verses 1 and 2. But I would that you would read it in its entirety, chapter 6, when you get home, and so that you might study and see what it is that God has for us. Joshua chapter 6. Verses 1 and 2, these are the words you find. Now, Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. Amen. You read it when you get home, and you'll see exactly what I'm about to preach about this morning. I want this morning, I want to talk about overcoming obstacles. Overcoming <clears throat> obstacles. Trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. So much trouble. I have to sigh sometimes. I lay awake at night. But that's all right. Because I know something. Jesus will fix it. That, that is the story of the believer. We live every day and we live in hopes because we believe firmly that Jesus will fix it. While I know beyond the shadow of a doubt, my brothers and sisters, I know that the word of God is for everybody. I know that all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching and rebuking and correcting and for training in righteousness. Nobody is left out. The word of God is for everybody who will receive its message. Amen, somebody. Yet, 
I believe that somehow the Bible message resonates more and speaks louder to oppress people. I think that the Bible resonates and speaks louder to people who seem to have to carry heavy burdens. I repeat, I repeat, I repeat, the word is for everybody. But even Jesus says in Luke 4, I've come to proclaim the good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to set liberty, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Are y'all hearing me? My brother and sister, there are some Bible stories that just seem to make an automatic connection with readers who are oppressed. There are some Bible stories, somehow there are Bible stories, the great stories of the Bible seem to have an automatic connection with people and people can relate better when they are under oppression. It seems like when they are, have been abused, it seems like the word of God comes alive. Somehow, stories that they, they seem to take on new life, it take on new life when, when you have been there and when you have done that. For instance, my brothers and sisters, let me just give you a for instance. The Israelites crossing over the Red Sea it carries the same message to everybody who reads it. But I believe that it has special meaning to anybody who's ever been in a situation. Anybody in here ever been in a situation where you were try, somebody tried to make you feel like less than a man? Anybody ever been in a situation where it feels like you were being dehumanized and marginalized? I know that the word is for everybody, but somehow it seems to have a special meaning. Or when you read about the sea opening up and people walking out of captivity, everybody ain't shouting about that. Y'all ain't hearing me. Story of David and Goliath. It carries the same message to everybody who reads it, but somehow it seems to have special meaning to anybody who has to face situations that look like they're bigger than they can handle. Anybody ever been there? You ever been in a position where you are facing an enemy or facing a situation that looks like it's bigger than you can handle? Oh, maybe it's just me. But I don't believe that everybody is shouting about giants falling. Y'all ain't hearing me. Even the story of the resurrection of Jesus, which is the basis for our salvation. Yeah, 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 yeah. and that, that, that story of Jesus and, and, and his going to the cross, it says to us, no matter how bad things seem, it's not over until God says it's over. You want to know why celebration breaks out in the black church when we start talking about Sunday morning? Y'all ain't hearing me. 
You want to know why celebration breaks out when we get to the part where we start talking about early Sunday morning? Yeah, it's because early Sunday morning to the people of God is a sign of a turnaround. Everybody ought to be able to shout about early Sunday morning. Early, morning, uh, early Sunday morning says that no matter how dark it is on Friday, it all turns around early Sunday morning. I had a friend of mine took away from his church one Sunday morning years ago. He took away, took off from his church and came to visit at Salem. That's when we went to a little church up there. Came to visit Salem, and uh, after church was over, after the evening, he called me and he said, he said, you know, he said, uh, I was sitting there at your church and I was listening and he said, I've never witnessed such an enthusiastic response to the word of God. So I just wish, I just wish that the folk in my church would get that excited about the word of God. And I listened to him, I listened to him and I, I, in my mind, I, wouldn't, I wasn't so cruel as to tell you. But in my mind, I said, maybe the people that you preach to on Sunday morning haven't experienced what the folk that I preach to on Sunday morning. Maybe the folk you preach to on Sunday morning, maybe they have not experienced. But the text today yeah, is yet another relatable word. It, it is a word today that talks to people that have had trouble in that way. Text today, it relates to those who, 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 who have, 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 have been yeah, facing obstacles that it just seemed like they were never going to be able to get by. The tumbling of the wall of Jericho. The reason why is this is a message of hope. This is a message of hope to anybody who has ever faced a challenge, who has ever faced a problem that seemed like it was insurmountable. This story, this story tells us, or it is a message that resonates with anybody who has had trouble in your way. Anybody ever had trouble in your way? The message of the wall of Jericho, it focuses on a wall that from a human standpoint could not be penetrated. A wall that from a human standpoint was totally indestructible. Anybody ever had to deal with a wall? Well, my brothers and sisters, the architects, of the wall of Jericho, they outdid themselves in designing this wall. Here is a wall that was purposely built between God's people and God's promise. I just said something right there. Here is a wall that stands between the people of God and the promise of God. Here's a wall that is designed to keep people away from what God says is theirs. 
somebody say it got to come down. It, it gotta, it, this got to come, come down. Here is a 60-foot stone wall that completely surrounds a nine-acre city. A 100-foot wall built and designed to keep everybody out. And on top of that, it only had one entrance. And then on top of that, the word says that that entrance was straightly shut up. Are y'all hearing me? If there's ever been any such thing as an invincible city, it was Jericho. But in spite of its massive bill, in spite of its invincible design, there was one slight problem with this mighty fortress. No obstruction, my brothers and sisters, is big enough to keep a child of God from receiving what God says is theirs. I just said something. I don't care how big it is, don't care how strong it looks, it ain't big enough to keep a child of God from getting what God says is yours. Jericho was part of the promised land and, and, and yet, it had a wall around it, and it was straightly shut up. So I bring you now to the dilemma. Here is a wall that stands between God's people and God's promise. Are y'all hearing this? A wall between the people of God and the promise of God. And my brothers and sisters, I'm pointing this out because it is a strategy that Satan is still practicing right now. Y'all ain't hearing me. He continually, he's continually building walls between the people of God and the promises of God. Oh yes, oh yes. All of us, we've all run up against that wall. You've been there, and if you haven't, you keep on living. We've all been up against that wall, that seemingly invincible wall that's always there to keep you from claiming what God has already said is yours. Matter of fact, while you're sitting there, go ahead and ask yourself, go ahead and ask yourself, what is, what is it that keeps me from the peace that God says is mine? Just ask yourself, what is it? What is it that keeps me from the joy that God says belongs to me? What is it that is holding me back from the deliverance that God says is mine? I know that I, I know that what God has for me is for me, but somehow it seems like I can't get to it because the enemy has put a wall around. Good news. Good news today from the word of God is that walls come down. Amen. Even if you go to sleep now, you got the message. Walls come down. I know 
from where you are standing, it looks like that wall is invincible. But what you've got to understand is, and watch this, God is looking down on what you're looking at. I like that myself. I say, God is looking down. What you are looking at horizontally. God has got a vertical view. Are y'all hearing me? God is looking down on what you are looking at. That means that God is in control. Let's go to the word for instruction. Moses died. Moses has died. He was a good man, did great work, but he died. And uh, the good news is that God's work has never been thrown off because somebody died. Moses died, and now Joshua is in charge. And as we go through the word here, let's follow Joshua, and we can see what we must do to bring down walls. First thing you see here, you've got to know, this is chapter 1, verse 5, you need to know that the Lord is with you. It's right there in the book. Where it says, he said to Joshua, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Why is that important? Why is that important? Well, it's important because all of the great things that Moses was able to accomplish, we saw Moses do some great and mighty things, but the reason why we have to celebrate Moses is because God was with him. The reason why he was able to put out his rod, open up the Red Sea, because God was with him. Are y'all hearing me? All the wondrous works he did, he did because the Lord was with him. And now he's saying to Joshua, just like I was with Moses, I'll be with you. If you want to get over some obstacles, you better make sure that the Lord is with you. Follow the story and you will find three times in the first nine verses that God says, be strong and be courageous. Are y'all seeing this? Which leads me to the second thing I want to show you. If you want walls to come down, you can't be afraid to follow God's directive. If God says be strong and be courageous, you've got to learn how to do just what he says. Come to the text and you will see yeah, yeah, why you can't be scared. You, why, why we cannot fall in the face of our wall because sometimes, and, and the reason why you've got to be courageous and why you can't be scared is because sometimes God's instructions just don't make sense. I wonder if I got one witness in the house that sometimes what God tells you to do just makes no sense at all. Come to the text, you'll see God saying to Joshua, I have given you the land of Jericho. Listen to God. This is God talking. I have given you the land of Jericho. Listen closely. He didn't say I'm trying to work it out. He didn't say I'm working on it. 
He says it's yours. I have given it to you. I, I noticed in reading the story and studying the story, if you look at it closely, I noticed that God never mentions the wall. <laughs> Read it. God never mentions the wall. And one thing that I've come to learn in my own lifetime, I've learned that if God doesn't bring it up, <laughs> I ain't going to bring it up. If it doesn't bother God, then I, I'm not going to let it be a burden to me. I found that we waste a lot of times, time plotting and planning strategies to take what God has already given us. But then here's the next thing. If you want walls to come down, you've got to be willing to obey. If you want obstacles to move, you want trouble to get out of your way, you've got to be willing to do it God's way. You can't come up with your own plan and then ask God to bless it. That's what we do, you know. We figure out and come up with all our little mess and say, God, come and bless Come and bless this. You, you've got to follow God's plan even if it doesn't make sense to you. And often it doesn't make sense to you. Look at God's plan. Look at God's plan, he says. Here's my plan. Here's my plan. I want you to get seven trumpet-blowing preachers. <laughs> Read the Bible. I, I, I want you to... To go get the Ark of the Covenant, and then I want you to pull together the real God. And what I want you to do is I want you to put that team together. I want you then to march around the wall one time a day for six days. A lot of times we get, we get confused and we read it too fast. We think they just went around the wall seven times. No. They, they went around the wall. First of all, they went once a day for six days. For six days, they went, took a nine-mile journey and walked around a wall and came back. But then on the seventh day, they went that nine miles and went around seven times. So I want you to march around it once a day for six days and look at this, watch the instructions. If you want walls to come down, you got to listen to instruction. He says, I want you to march around it and don't say a word. Sometimes we talk too much. Are y'all hearing me? Some, sometimes we share too much. He says, I want you to do what I tell you to do and keep your mouth shut. Shout when I say shout. Are y'all listening to me? Look at them, look at them marching all of these days. Once a day, they walk these nine miles, go around this wall and come back. Next day, they get up, walk nine miles, go around the wall and come. Are y'all hearing this? Here's the next lesson. You've got to persevere. Are y'all hearing me? 
You got to keep going. You got to do what you go. God says do, and here's the hard part. Even when it looks like it ain't working. Oh, how, how, how much easier would it be for me to get out and take my walk every morning if when I, after I come back and get on the scale, I've lost three or four pounds? Y'all ain't hearing me. How much easier would that walk be if when I got back, I could look in the mirror and I could see things right now? You know, I do it every day and every time I look, huh, I see the, see the same. Yeah, it's getting personal now. <laughs> but here they are. They, they walk around. They're doing exactly what God says and they keep doing it every day and there's absolutely no movement not even one brick falls down are y'all hearing me but then comes the seventh day then comes the seventh day you know seven is God's number seven is the number of completion it symbolizes completeness and perfection look at it seven priests Seven trumpets, seven circles around the city on the seventh day. On the seventh day, the command is given and they go around the wall the seven times. The command is given and the seven priests blow their trumpets. And whenever any of you study the word of God, you find that whenever you see the priest blowing trumpets, it signifies and it represents the presence of an almighty God. Y'all ain't hearing me. You need to know ain't nothing gonna happen until God shows up. Yeah, and when the seven priests began to blow the trumpets, it was in effect them saying, lift up your heads. Oh, ye gates, be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, uh, and the king of glory shall come in. But wait a minute, wait a minute. They've gone around the wall for seven days. They've gone around on the seventh day seven times, and the wall is still there. Y'all hearing this? They've completed seven rounds today, but the wall is still standing. The priests have blown the trumpets just like they were told. The wall is still there. What's going on here? One more command. Verse 16, look at it. Verse 16 says, after the trumpet sounded, the command is, Shout. Y'all hearing this? The, the, the command is shout. So when the people heard the trumpet, they shouted. Let me point this out. Point this out as I go, and I'm almost through. thing I want to point out is that the people started shouting before the wall fell. I'm preaching harder than y'all listening. I, I say, the, 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 the wall, the, the people started shouting 
before the wall fell down. Are y'all hearing me? The, the people are shouting in spite of the fact that the wall is still standing there. And it was not until the people started shouting that the wall came down. What's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with this picture? Yeah, the wall, yeah, you, the, yeah, the people are shouting. The wall is still there. Something, uh, yeah, sometimes my brothers and sisters, uh, yeah, yeah, you got to learn how to shout even in the face of the wall. Sometimes, uh, here it is, uh, you got to learn how to shout in anticipation. Y'all ain't hearing me. You got to learn how to shout about what God is getting ready to do. You've got to learn how to shout while you're still looking at the wall. Shout because of the promise of God. You've got to shout because God says, I have given you this city. Say sometimes, say it like this sometimes. Sometimes you got to shout on credit. Y'all hearing me? You got to learn how to shout on credit. You can't always just shout because something is right there in your face. Sometimes you got to look at what ain't and act like it is. You have to learn how to shout over God's promise. Anybody in here know how to shout over what God has promised? Oh, my brothers and sisters, you, you really haven't Moved. You haven't felt his spirit move on you until you learn how to shout just because God says so. Are y'all hearing me? You say, it's only then that you can shout, not because of anything you can see, but I shout because he promised never to leave me alone. Anybody can shout over what God has promised. I shout because he says that no weapon that is formed against me is ever going to prosper. Are y'all hearing me? Is there anybody here that can shout over the promises of God? My shout is not always because of my present circumstances, but my shout is because I know that in the end, I'm going to win. I shout because I know that if God says it, I can count on it. Are y'all hearing me? I've learned how to shout because I know that God will do just what he says. Are y'all hearing me? He promised me that he would be my comfort and he would be my friend and he did just what he said he promised me that he would prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies and he did just what he says he promised me that he would be a shelter in the time of a storm and he did just what he said I don't know about anybody else but I can say that God has kept 
every promise and I shout because he promised me a place yeah he told me that when this life is over yeah that there is a place yeah is anybody here know that God will keep a promise yeah he said I go to prepare a place for you he said but I'm coming and I'll receive you under myself don't know about anybody else but I'm standing on the promises of God yeah don't know about anybody else but I'm glad I'm glad that there is a place where the wicked will cease from troubling and the weary will be at rest I'm glad that there is a place where every day will be like Sunday every year the year of Jubilee there is a place that he purchased with his own blood are y'all hearing me he died to secure my place died on an old ragged cross laid him in a barry tomb but early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand and I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad that when it's all over is there anybody here that can rejoice because when it's all over yes he promised me he promised me he promised me a home over there yes now mama yeah a part of this church uh, used to jump up in the corner and she would sing from the depths of her heart I've got a new home over in Zion and it's mine it's mine it's all mine yes yes he promised me a home on the other side yes Just know that a wall, your obstacle is nothing to God. Just know that. That thing that you laid up last night worrying about. Just know that that's nothing. That's nothing to God. I know, I know you've been worried with it. You've been trying to carry it along. But I'm trying to tell you the obstacles Obstacles are not obstacles to a child of God. And what you're looking at, he's looking down on. So today, if you don't know him, you need to know him. Who, who, who wouldn't want to know a savior like that? One who promises you, even in the face of difficulty, who promises you a way out. Who wouldn't trust a God like that? That load that you are carrying right now, he wants to take it from you. He wants to take it from you. He wants you to learn how to stand on his promises. If you're here now, if you're here now, you're unsaved. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity. If you're here 
This is your time. Me near, come on y'all. The cross for that. of life we look back for those who still have the greatest wall standing that is the wall of sin and shame that keeps them out of the place that God has already promised them and so now we come to invite you in that it is time to march around that wall and shout unto God with the voice of triumph because that wall will come down and you can enter into his land of promise. That salvation can be yours in Jesus Christ and in him alone. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible declares, I wish we got happier about this anymore. The Bible declares that you will be or you shall be saved. Like the words of Julia Ward, she says, My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. 
He's trampling out the vintage of the grapes of wrath of store. He has loosed his faithful lightning with his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Then like she got happy and said, glory, glory, hallelujah. This is your invitation to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you may be, in the sanctuary, and it's good to see y'all, in the sanctuary, but also wherever you may, in your home, in your car, Jesus is inviting you because God has knocked down the wall. You just have to walk into the land of promise. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. We bless you that the word of God still is the thing that washes us clean of all unrighteousness. That is the word of God that inspires us to walk on every day. That God's word never fails and it will never return void. That the grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of our God, it shall stand forever. That it gets sweeter as the day goes by. Now, Lord, we lift up those who feel like the walls of life are too large for me to conquer. But we've learned today that we don't have to conquer walls, that God is a God who will knock down walls on our behalf. So that brother or that sister who feels like they are lost and have no hope, God, loose the wall, knock it down so they can walk into the path of victory into the place of promise that you already have promised them in the person of Jesus Christ. This is our prayer. We pray and ask every blessing. Amen. Amen and amen. church say amen. amen why don't we just praise God in his house we praise God in his house we thank God for this opportunity to be in his house once again this is the day that we've been praying for now for a while and God now is opening up the doors and we thank God for that we thank God for just the opportunity to be in this place I'm going to ask you uh, continually, just to continue to be patient. Uh, 
we're doing this thing slowly. We're going to all be back together soon. But we have to do this slowly. We have to be concerned about making sure that we are safe, making sure that we're keeping everybody safe. So if we can have a good month this month, next month we'll sort of look and see what else we can do. And eventually we'll be right back. But I just thank God that if we haven't learned anything else. We've learned that God is everywhere. Amen, amen. God, we've learned that he will meet us in our homes, in our kitchen, in our bedroom. God will meet us where we are. And I believe that we've all learned that lesson. And now it's time and now doors are opening for us to come back together. I want to solicit your prayers for Sister Priscilla Henderson, Priscilla Henderson. Uh, Sister Henderson, uh, her sister went home to be with the Lord. Uh, Sister Deborah Rolette uh, went home to be with the Lord. And there's a celebration scheduled for June 14th. That's tomorrow. Uh, so let's just be in prayer with Sister Henderson and the Henderson family as they go through this period. Also, this morning I received a call. And uh, it, it was, you know, you just never know. Time is filled with swift transitions. Uh, Sister Yolanda Walton called this morning and shared with me about the passing of her son, our son Jeremy. And all of us know Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy is a part of this church, and his, his mother, Yolanda, called this morning with that news, and I want us just to be in prayer with her, be in prayer with her, her mother. Sister Deborah Walton Moon, uh, just be in prayer with that family. Her, her son, uh, I think at 34 years old, 35 years old, young young man. So let's just pray with them and let's pray for them. They're going through a period right now and they need all of us praying. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here today. Thank you who have started coming out. Thank you so much. It's just so good to see your faces, and I pray that you'll just continue to, let's continue to come, and let's continue to come together until God just opens up the door so that we can all be together again. Thank those who, our continuous support system that continues to make these things possible so that we can uh, see our services for wherever we are. I want to thank all of you all for all that you do. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. God be with you. Till we meet again.
grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. Are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.